Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Welcome to the NHS Employers Virtual Board podcast series. In this episode, you will hear from Jeff Buggle, who is Director of Finance and Performance Management at East Kent Hospital's University NHS Foundation Trust. Jeff, could you start by telling us a bit about yourself and your background? I've been Finance Director now for some 18 years, um, have worked in two foundation trusts, two teaching hospitals, as well as uh, nationally across the NHS in Wales. Um, I've always worked in the NHS since leaving education. What does health and wellbeing mean to you in your organisation and what impact has this had so far? I think it's fundamental to providing high quality care to have a motivated, well looked after workforce. All the all the evidence from the Berwick uh, review of Francis and, and many before that suggest that actually you're fundamental to the quality of care and service we provide to to the users of the service of the patient is actually having a motivated, healthy, uh, well resourced workforce. And I think this is fundamental to that. And I think it's part of the ethos of this organisation and lots of the other organisations I've worked in. In this trust, we've we've undertaken a number of initiatives to try and uh, promote the well-being and, and engagement of staff. So things such as the Take 5 project, which was a project to look at how, you know, how people live in terms of their diet, their exercise, their their just you know simple tips and and techniques to keep themselves uh, healthy and and well. Um, we've also in, had a staff uh, direct referral staff physio service, which allows people to refer themselves to the occupational health and physio service to receive treatment or or some form of advice that actually allows them to continue at work or actually overcome sort of uh, um, injury or aches and pains or whatever else as quickly as possible. Uh, We've also done a number of initiatives such as the After Dragon's Den, which is around engaging staff and asking staff for, you know, what are their ideas about how we improve this organisation, how we involve them in it and how they want to take it forward. All those initiatives have been tremendously well received by people and surprisingly you sort of you you realize how much people want to be involved and how much people really care for the service and want to want to actually be part of shaping and leading it and you sit there and think my goodness why didn't we this is so obvious why didn't we do it before Mm -hmm. um and so the response has been fantastic from people um you can correlate that to some business benefit in terms of from my perspective financially we 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 have seen a dropping off of of sickness rates and and uh, less turnover but the problem is that you know there's there's not a direct one in one out type of of relationship so 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 some of this is almost trying to piece together pick uh, pieces and then see what does the whole jigsaw look as though it's 
it's, it suggests that this this makes dif- it makes a difference. And fundamentally, I, I, I really do, do believe it does. As we know from the feedback we receive from health and wellbeing leads, they struggle to engage with their finance directors. If you had a room full of your peers, what discussions would you start and what would you want to hear from them? I, I think any conversation with with your health and wellbeing leads and finance needs to, it needs to be a two-way conversation and it needs to be presenting information in a way that makes sense to the reader of, the, of that information. So, the, so let's say the finance director, it makes sense to the finance director. And I, I think you can make some very clear correlation between health and wellbeing initiatives and actually things which will improve the trust's bottom line. So reduce its costs, reduce its turnover, reduce its sickness, reduce its... Um, reduce its bank and agency spend. So I, I think you can see those, those relationships. Uh, I think it's presenting information in that way. If I was in a room full of peers and colleagues, I would be making that case. I'd be evidencing uh, initiatives that we, we've uh, embarked on here and actually showing them that correlation and that impact. Um, I'd also be encouraging them to try and engage with the health and wellbeing leads as as we try and do here, in order to try and understand uh, what they're trying to achieve and actually trying to, mod- as I say, it's a two-way conversation and model something that works for, for both parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here we, we've, we've done an awful lot of work with, as I say, uh, occupational health or the physio team or, or the sort of health and well-being, uh, sorry, the, the Take 5 team. And that, that, that's about actually having a conversation, understanding what they're trying to achieve and then equally putting your own point of view or your own case forward and ending up with a sort of, if you like, a marriage between the both objectives and hopefully getting a better result as, or better product as, as a result. If funding health and wellbeing initiatives is a no-brainer, why do you think trusts aren't committing to investment? There may be many reasons. I mean, a lot of it is almost, you know, what level of priority it gets and does it get onto someone's agenda? Um, I think also some of it may just be actually how we articulate uh, what we're trying to achieve through health and well-being. And, you know, I, whilst I might um, instinctively believe in it, professionally, it has to demonstrate a benefit to, to the organisation. It has to de- demonstrate a benefit in terms of the, my bottom line. And unless we can present it in that way, I think it, it, in some degree, it will fall on deaf ears. And that's why I think it is important that there is a conversation between the lead and, say, people in, senior people in finance to almost understand each other's language. Because, you know, finance will talk with a particular language and I'm sure health and wellbeing leads will talk with a, with a, a particular, perhaps different language. And it's trying to understand what each other are trying to say. Mm-hmm.